You're listening to Like Nobody's Business, and I'm your host, Emily Castle. My clients call me a business strategist and leadership coach, but I'm also a published author, podcast host, and the founder of Woman Up. Since 2014, I've been helping women launch, scale, and lead sustainable, mission-driven businesses with intentional strategies that support the entire ecosystem of their work and life to thrive and regenerate again and again for the long haul while creating a category of one in their industries, innovating with purpose, and doing work that's deeply fulfilling. If you're a woman devoted to doing things differently, being disruptive in service of your mission, and you're ready to learn, grow, collaborate, cross-pollinate ideas, and work smarter alongside other women, founders, trailblazers, entrepreneurs, and business owners, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to introduce you today to one of our Woman Up community members, Alyssa Franco. She owns the Digital Touch, which is a business that specializes in digital marketing, social media management, and branding. She's based here in Charleston, South Carolina, but I'm assuming you work with clients everywhere. You're from New York, <laughs> Long Island, New York, and um, she also is this like multi-dimensional treat that she literally like bakes these beautiful Italian cookies around the holidays. So FYI, if this comes out, it should before <laughs> holiday season and you're in Charleston <laughs> and you need something special for your holiday table, hit her up also. <laughs> yeah, please. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited Hi. to have you. I'm so excited to be here. This is, you know, awesome. I've never done anything like this before. So this is definitely fun. Oh, I love when we have like a podcast virgin on. It's my mm-hmm. fave. I'm like, definitely. yay, your first yeah. experience will be so fun and not weird. That's awesome. <laughs> You'll want that. to do it more. <laughs> so good. Okay. So you recently joined the Woman Up community. I'm so excited to have you. And you came to a meetup and I think that was your first one. Yes. You had yes. A- it was like okay. a coffee meetup. I had been watching you guys on Instagram and like stalking for a while. Right. <laughs> like I really want to go. And I just never had an opportunity to go to any of the other events. And finally I made it to one and I was like, yep, this is for me. <laughs> Yay. What was it that you felt like you knew it was for you? What, what was the defining factor I'm curious I just liked the atmosphere I like the women I like the open conversation I like the feeling of um support and Mm. definite like um communication with other women that have kind of been there done that and you know as someone that has just started a business in the last couple of months it's definitely been something you know full-time I was doing it part-time for a little while but full-time for just the past couple of months it was just something so unique that I had never experienced before. I'd gone to many networking events and it's all nice. And it's all, you know, platitudes. it's kind of like dating. It's like mm-hmm. you go and you meet someone and you give them your business card and you tell them a little bit about what you do and who you are, but you don't really get to really understand them the same way. This um, experience was not like that at all. It was kind of like, I really got to understand where these women were coming from and the different businesses that they had and, you know, some of the struggles that they were going through because we all go through that as, you know, entrepreneurs, we all have to start somewhere and we might have ideas that we need to like kick around with somebody else. And 
I saw that with this group of women and I just made me want to be a part of it because I could see that there was so much to get, but also so much that I could give to, which was unique. Mm, that's such a great point. That's so true. Thank you for sharing that. I think it, it's always helpful for me because, you know, I'm creating it and holding it and <laughs> all the things. And I'm like, why do you like this? Because I think I have my theories about why this is awesome, but yeah. What is it for you? So it's helpful to hear. Um, okay. So you were telling me a little bit about your journey and how you got to this place where in the last couple of months, like you said, you've been full-time in your business with the digital touch. So tell us a little bit about your story of like, how did that evolution happen? How did that transition happen? What were you doing before? Cause you also said, if we were to tell you a couple of years ago that this is what you would be doing, it would be shocking. Yes, <laughs> it would be. Well, um, a couple of years ago, five years ago, I came down here originally to go to law school. Mm. And um, I, you know, was always that girl that had her head in a book and was kind of like my head was down. I was focused. I was going to achieve my goals and that, nothing was going to stop me. And then life happened and I got stopped. Um, mm. I had some health issues that forced me to kind of back away from school. I had to take a break and I had to have surgery and it was a whole big recuperation and it was just not um, something that I had ever expected to happen at 24 years old. And um, then... When I came, when I, I had to go back home to New York for a little while, and my mom said to me, "Are you going to go back to school?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "It's just been too much." I was like, "My brain is fried. I'm exhausted. I just can't can't even think about it." She's like, "Okay, well, are you going to stay here in New York?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "I don't want to be here. I don't like New York. I don't like the snow. I'm over it. I love Charleston. I want to go back." So she was like, okay. She's like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, she's like, you're going to have to support yourself and everything. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, I'll find a job. So my background was in legal studies. So I was looking for jobs as a paralegal. And, you know, I was looking for probably, I'm going to say like two or three months. And the jobs either didn't have full time or they didn't have benefits or there was something always wrong. They weren't paying enough, whatever it was. And then I came across a job for a real estate admin. Mm-hmm. And it was like the perfect job. The pay was great, had my benefits, had everything I could have wanted. I applied for the job, I got it. The people were great. I loved working for the company that I worked for. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't see myself being an admin forever. It was just something to kind of like get my foot in the door. And then I figured I would, you know, transition. This was a huge company. I could go to the legal department. I could go to the marketing department. I could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But this is where I was going to start. And so I started with this company and I loved it. And um, they were really great. But there really wasn't any immediate opportunity for growth. I mean, I stayed there for three years. And I stayed in that position for three years. And I was kind of getting antsy, mm-hmm. getting bored. I guess with it, I wasn't being stimulated enough. And, 
you know, I, I made some really good relationships with the people that I worked with. I made really great relationships with the realtors that I worked with. And they had seen the different things that I was able to do. The job did open up a whole new world to me because I was able to kind of experience the, the marketing aspect that goes into listing a house and buying a house, all those different things. It opened me up to social media and how that could be used for, you know, marketing and all of that stuff. And then it also opened my eyes to, you know, just my creativity. I'd always been like a buy the book person. Mm. I mean, I liked, I had like the creative eye, but I never, here, let's put it this way. I needed extra help in art class in high school. They made me go to art extra help. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I could not draw a straight line to save my life. But I had the vision in my head of what I wanted the page to look like. So um, this kind of opened my eyes to a whole new way to be creative, a whole new way to kind of create these different layouts and graphic design and all that stuff. And um, that is kind of how I wound up doing this. They would ask me, could you help me with my social media? Could you help me create a flyer or a business card or a logo? Um, I had other people that noticed that I did something for, you know, someone else and they'd be like, oh my God, you do that? Could you help me? And I'd be like, sure, why not? And most of the time I was just doing it because I wanted to help. Mm -hmm. And then someone one day said to me, you know, you could do this as a side business. And I looked at them and I said, hmm, I wonder why I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and then I started doing it on the side and that was pretty early on. So I've been doing it probably uh, the majority of the three years that I was working as a realtor. And then this last year and a half, I kind of, really put a lot of emphasis on it where I was trying to get clients outside of real estate and, and in other niches and trying to kind of build it so I could make more money and do what I had to do um, to make it a success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Investing in a website and all that stuff. So that's how I kind of wound up here. <laughs> it's so awesome. And I think, you know, you and I were chatting before this and I think it's just so interesting the things that well, I'd love you to share the, these stories actually about what you just said about like, oh, why didn't I think of that? I thought I was just helping. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to share your story about that piece of things and your perspective on that piece of things with also the, like the cookies and all the other fun things that you do. So I'll just, you go ahead and share that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as women and as we've been all kind of raised and brought up to kind of make everybody else happy. We're mm -hmm. always about taking care of the family, taking care of making sure our boss is happy with us, making sure that, you know, the people around us are all good. Everybody's good. Don't worry about me. Everybody else is good. Um, and that is kind of the antithesis of where this all starts where we all kind of we don't think about ourselves and we don't think about creating success for ourselves we think about making sure that the people around us are successful we make sure that our boss has everything that they need so that they can be successful mm. uh, and this part of making um making ourselves successful is not something that I think us as women really think about too much and when someone said to me oh well you know you can make this a business you can make money at this 
I looked at them and I was like, huh, I didn't think of that. And I honestly didn't. And the same thing kind of happened with my cookie business. I mean, it started as a tradition that my great grandmother and I started doing. She used to do it every year. And around Christmas time, she would bake a bunch, a bunch of cookies, Italian original recipes, and she would distribute them to her friends and to the people at church. And she would make cookie boxes and I mean, nicely packaged and everything just so. And she would just give them out, give them away. And to me, that was normal. So that's what I did. When she passed away, I continued the tradition and I continued doing things just because I wanted to give from myself and not thinking, oh, well, that has value, mm-hmm. you know? And the same thing of my digital marketing business, me helping somebody else to, to create a social media post or to create a flyer or to take the time out to, you know, discuss what they want to do for, you know, an event that they're planning or how they want to, how they want that to look, that will have value. And I didn't put value on it. I just said, oh, I'm helping. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just took that on, that responsibility on, and I didn't get anything in return. Mm-hmm. And someone said to me, you know, you can do that. And I, I didn't think about it. I just didn't think that that was something that, that didn't pop into my brain. Mm-hmm. So my, my message for that is, is that, Sometimes we have to be pushed into realizing our own value mm-hmm. and our own our own kind of uniqueness. What we have to offer and what we bring to the table is important. And people need the things that we provide. And by by doing this, we can build a business, we can make things, you know, be easier for other business, small businesses. And as women, we can kind of we can kind of show that we have the value and we can be the success ourselves. We can be the heroes of our own stories. We don't need to lift up the the other people. We don't need to climb the corporate ladder. We don't need to stay, you know, with our heads in the book, just trying to, you know, piece it together and and just trying to climb that ladder every day. We mm-hmm. can make the ladder ourselves. We don't have to you know, break the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. We can create a business that fits our lifestyle, that is profitable, that we enjoy, and that gives us that sense of value, that we, you know, have that in us, that we can provide that for other people, but we can also provide that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is so important. And as you're sharing that, what's coming to mind for me is this idea that like there, there are two pieces here, right? That, that I think are important to name, which one is, of course, it's wonderful to do things out of the goodness of your heart and to be generous. Of course, it's great to help people. It's great to do that. And there is a point in time where it becomes something that you're like, wait a minute, this is, this is, I'm not receiving, like you said, I'm not receiving the, there's not as much reciprocity here in the give and the receive, right? Mm-hmm. For me. And I think when that happens and when it's a really valuable thing that like, maybe you could start a business, awesome, do it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also a piece here where it's like, 
okay, if, if something that you love to do is something that like you have zero interest in starting a business around, like you wouldn't love to do that, but it's just like something that you feel like doing yeah. just for fun, just to help just for whatever. And there is that reciprocity, that balance of like, oh, I'm actually getting a lot from doing this or giving this mm -hmm. awesome. And I think this is where we get a little confused, especially in this generation of women, because it is so, it holds such a generational tie where, you know, centuries of the world and patriarchy itself as a system and so many other systems are upheld due to and sustained by the unpaid labor of women, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And we're really in a moment right now, historically, where we're shifting that and we're saying like, wait, what? Hold on. Mm -hmm. Wait. Okay. Even just the stats out there to like for breastfeeding, for example, right? That's seen mm -hmm. as quote unquote free. But when you think about the labor of women and the time that goes into it and all mm -hmm. of that, it's like, oh, that's basically the equivalent number of hours of a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, right? Like things mm -hmm. we just don't really think about, even as women, maybe, you know, yeah. who haven't actually had, like, I haven't had a child. I haven't breastfed a child. So I don't really know what that's like, but it's so interesting because it, that, and even just like the mental load and all of these things that are kind of like, at least on my Instagram feed, which algorithmically makes a lot of sense, but <laughs> I don't know if everybody is seeing that, but these are the things that are popping up so much for me now. And I'm like, oh, great. We're recognizing this. And also there can be some, it's sort of like a little bit of a double-edged sword because yep. you're also walking away from this narrative, this idea, this feeling of, oh, I should do that. That's what a good woman does. That's what mm -hmm. is expected of me. That's what upholds the system of my family, or this is what is, you know, um, I should be doing this. This is like a virtuous way yeah. to be in the world is to give up myself as mm -hmm. I give of myself. Right. Yeah. And to deprioritize ourselves to the point that we really put everyone else first and put ourselves last, even in ways mm -hmm. that are like tricky. Like as you were talking about your perspective on like, we don't really recognize the ways that we could be making ourselves successful. We we look at everybody else around us and, and see how can we help them? Do they have what they need? There's this beautiful, like generous nurturing, but if we aren't also nurturing ourselves, exactly, or if we are nurturing ourselves last and not first, there is a cost to that for mm -hmm. us as individuals, for other women in the world, for the way that we rewrite this narrative through our own or reinforce this narrative of what a good woman is or should be through our own actions and behaviors and choices and everything. We're feeding a system that doesn't actually work for anyone, let alone women, <laughs> very <laughs> well. And and I think it's really important because, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're experiencing it. We're living in the transition right now. We're living into the transition if we're being intentional about it. Right. But also we're 
paving the way and blazing the trail for generations of women to come to set a new normal and to kind of like right size some of these things that have just been so unequal and so unfair throughout history at least like recent recorded history that we know of (laughs) (laughs) that has essentially meant that like societies and systems of oppression for women are based upon the unpaid labor of women yeah I mean I like I told you earlier I went to an all-girls Catholic high school Mm-hmm. And I remember them telling us, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to have the drive and the passion and you have to stick to the books and you have to, you know, be that corporate, um, mm. corporate woman that, you know, works 90 hours a week and that doesn't have, you can't have both. You can't have the family and you have, and have the, um, the business and you can't have the success. And you, you, if you want those things, you have to fit the specific mold and none of those molds that I was taught was be your own boss was mm. they were never it was never a topic that they were trying to tell us they were trying to you know instill in us you know a, a thirst for success we, they mm-hmm. wanted us to be successful they wanted us to go to top colleges they wanted us to get scholarships they wanted us to be smart educated young women mm-hmm. but they also wanted you to be a lady and they wanted you to have you know certain to meet certain criteria. And some of those things are great. And I have to honestly say my time in high school at that, at, at Our Lady of Mercy Academy was great. Mm-hmm. And it taught me a lot, but it didn't teach me what I needed to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to create those lessons on my own. I had to find them on my own as I got older. And mm-hmm. that's why when I say, if you told me I was going to be doing this, I would say you're crazy because (laughs) this was never on my radar. It was never something that I thought I could do or would want to do. I was convinced that I was going to be on this very rigid, successful path that was laid out to me all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that, you know, life happens and things change and, you know, sometimes we have to go with the ebbs and flows and everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that is how I wound up where I am. But I do think that the women, like the generations of women before us, they, that was like the path that if you wanted to be successful as a woman, you had to stay on that, that straight line. You had to, you had to get that corporate job. You had to be a lawyer. You had to be a doctor. You had to do certain things to be successful. You couldn't stay at home and work from home and, you know, have your family and still create a great business for yourself and work the hours that you want to work and how you want to work and when you want to work. Mm-hmm. And if you're a night person or, or an early bird, if you want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and work, you could, can't do that. You have to work nine to five and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And in today's world, we don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great lesson for, you know, young girls today to kind of see that they can create a business from what they love to do mm-hmm. and to be able to kind of fight that that feeling of oh well you have to fit a specific mold to be a successful woman that you know is something that i hope that someone else will take away from this and that we'll see in my business that you can you know have your your passion 
be something that you can make money at and you can survive off of. And, you know, it, it's like what you said, the, the patriarch line of, of we have to give all of ourselves that that shouldn't be what what women, you know, have to look at when they're trying to be successful. They shouldn't have to give everything to be a success. Mm-hmm. They should be able to get and receive some things also and be able to have that feeling of that they are valuable and that they have what it takes to be a success, but also be able to maintain the things that make them happy. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. It's, it's such an interesting time to be in, isn't it? Because like, we don't have the examples of generations before who had the technology or the access to what we have that gives us so many more options. And yet we still like, it's almost our minds haven't quite caught up to what is actually the true potential of what we see in front of us now moving forward. Right. So we're carrying as like human beings animals, this old mindset and mentality and perspective that's been drilled into us and conditioned for centuries. Right. And now we're faced with like, oh, we actually have all these different new tools. We have like AI and we have (laughs) Wi-Fi and we have laptops and we Mm -hmm. have all of these other things. And we can so easily project that old way of doing it into the new model. And I think really what I hope that we're all collectively doing and working toward is like, what is the world we want to create for women now? What is What are the options we want women to know that they have now? Because it does look so different. And also it gets to look different than it ever has before. And that balance or that even that idea, right? Of like, Oh, you can have it all, but also like what you probably can't do or don't want to do is like try to work from home and be a mom all day, every day. Or Mm -hmm. like what you probably don't want to try to do is everything all at once, right? Like there, there's new, there are new conversations and new things and new understandings and new like pieces coming out of this time that Mm -hmm. women really we we need to be having these discussions and you know where do you go to have these nuanced complex conversations with other women who are like blazing their own trail and doing things differently and get ideas about like how could this be better or like how could this be different or how could this like whatever world that is sort of like out there that we're envisioning we all get a hand in creating now, what is it that we want that to be? And can we shape it with intention and innovation and um, integrity and like all of these beautiful things that we do want to create and build for ourselves, each other and generations of women to come. I think it's a really, like, I'm always thinking about this. So we all are always thinking about this in one way or another. I think that is something that we all think about, but we don't talk about enough. Right. I think that we're all thinking it. And I think that that's one of the things that I loved about 
my meeting at Women Up was that we were all thinking the same thing. We're all thinking, you know, this is scary. You know, we're trying to get clients. We're starting out. It's new. We're trying to, you know, make our business a success. But we, we're trying to make the world a better place. We're trying to do all these things, trying to do a hundred things mm-hmm. with two hands. And yeah. it's just, it's crazy. But um, I think that that was one of the nice things was that I didn't feel so alone because mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur can be lonely sometimes too. It's like, you know, trying to build something. You can only tell your friends so much because they won't mm-hmm. understand everything. And it's not their fault. They love you and they support you and they want to you know, help you as much as they can. But unless you're doing it, unless you're doing the thing, you're not going to get it. You're not going to understand how you can feel both, you know, really proud of yourself, but also terrified that you're not going to make enough money to, to keep this going. And, and you have all these mixed emotions inside of you and you're trying to, you know, balance that with, with, just trying to keep your head above water and, and, and do a great job and be a success. You, that is a tricky balancing act. But as women, if anybody can juggle m- multiple balls in the air at one time, it's us. Yeah. So we should give ourselves <laughs> a little grace and, and just kind of keep going. But I think having that support um, with other women that are going through the same thing is one of the very unique, unique things that you've kind of established with Women Up. And I think that I'm so excited to just be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for you to experience <laughs> all of the things because it's also like you said about telling, you know, your friends and your family or people who aren't walking the path with you or alongside you. There's only so much that they can really, like we're holding a lot as entrepreneurs all the time. And everybody as humans, we're all holding a lot all the time, but I think it's just a different set of things that you're constantly holding and dealing with and like a different capacity for handling uncertainty or unknown or risk or investment, like all of these different things that like, we're just not taught in the typical normal world of this is what's going to set you up to be successful. And I think, especially when it comes to investing in ourselves as our most valuable asset. Like we're not taught that as women, we're taught the opposite. And then we're also taught, by the way, when it comes to money, you should save everything. (laughs) You should clip coupons. You should spend as little as possible and you should be, and think about where that comes from, right? It like makes so much sense. It comes from women were property. We were Mm -hmm. not like an active contributor to the financial situation, we were literally like a burden, quote unquote, a financial burden on a man because now his, whatever he was creating needed to be shared between dependents. We were dependents. We were like children. Yeah. And not only that, we're like, like indentured servant children was kind of the position (laughs) of women. Like, yeah, not a right to vote couldn't have a credit card until 1970 something like had to have your dad or husband co-sign on loans like this is all very recent history that like even I'm sure like your your parents and my parents generation were actually still actively dealing with and shaped their (laughs) way of seeing themselves and the world so I think it's (laughs) it's a very 
like weird time. And I think we're not really aware of it because on the surface, it's like, oh, we're equal. Cool. You know? <laughs> like, oh, you know, you have jobs, you do stuff, whatever. Yeah. But like when it comes to actually carving out this new paradigm, this new way of working and living and being Mm -hmm. as a woman, it's like, there are so many new decisions we have to make because like we were saying, the technology, the the whole landscape has changed. The resources available have changed. Mm -hmm. The, The tools with which we do whatever we do have changed. And we have this piece that's still not fully clicked in, which is like, And we're trying to do it alone in these little like silos all over, (laughs) you know, instead of saying like, oh, we need a village. We actually need a village of other women who are also asking and answering these hard, big questions about like what the future holds for all of us. Yep. Like, why would we ever think like that is what, in addition to the unpaid labor of women, like that is what the patriarchy continues to be upheld by and sustained by or any other systems that aren't really working is separation Mm -hmm. because guess what happens when you're in separation you can't have these conversations you can't say oh you know what I could actually make that a thing okay thanks or "Ooh, you know what I didn't see that thing that I was doing is actually a value or I didn't see that brilliance in me until you just pointed it out and Mm -hmm. now I know Like those are the, what I like to call like the woman up moments, right? Those like pivotal moments where you're like called to something greater or you are, you, you are reminded of your power and you're like, wait, I can't unsee that now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't go back. That was kind of how I felt. I felt like, you know, um, I was doing this on the side and I was, and you know, like I said, I was kind of getting bored with my nine to five a little bit. And I just felt like, okay, well, this is keeping me busy and keeping me stimulated and that's great. And then when someone said, oh, well, you can do this as a business. I was like, you know what? I can. Yeah. And now that I know that, I don't know if I could do this what anymore. I was doing before anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, I had a friend of mine who told me, she's like, you outgrew where you were. Cause I had said to her, I was like, you know, when I started this job, I loved it. Everything's great. I love the people. I love the family aspect. I, I just loved it. And I was so happy and I couldn't wait to go to work every day. And now I dread it. And she's like, yeah, because you outgrew it. She's like, you now found what makes you happy and you found what can drive you to get up every morning and to make you, you know, have that passion again. She's like, so now you're, you're, you outgrew where you were. So now you have to step into who you are and you have to find whatever it is that you need to keep going and to keep growing into who you need to be. Because mm-hmm. if, if we just stay where we are and we stay safe, which is what a lot of us as women do, is we are told to just stay where we are and, and just, you know, be good and, you know, just service the other people around us and make sure that everybody else can grow and do what they need to do to achieve success. Um, but if, if you just do that, if you just stay small, you'll never, you'll never be all that you can be. You'll never, you know, grow up and realize all the dreams that you had as a kid. And when I think back to when I was younger and when I was looking to, to be successful, and I was looking at, I was in high school and they were telling us, okay, you have to follow this, 
this path to success. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'll just, you know, stick, stick by the books and, and do whatever I have to do to to get wherever I have to go to be the success that, you know, I want to be. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get there, but I'm going to write my own story. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to forge the paths myself. Yeah. I'm not going to follow this arbitrary line that, you know, so many of people have done before me. And I think that that empowerment, that, that realization made me realize, okay, I can't do what I was doing anymore. I can't just be this shell of myself. I have to step forward, step into the light and kind of push forward and as scary and as terrifying as I feel right now I have to do it and it really that was one of the biggest things that I have to say changed the course of my life because this was technically I was like okay I'm going to start a business I'm going to start a side business because I didn't want to lose the security of my full-time job but then when I realized okay I can't give this up I can't walk away from this I have to put everything I have into it because that's my joy. That's my happiness. That's my power. Mm-hmm. And that was what made me make that choice. Mm-hmm. It was hard and it was scary. And I cried <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. But now, you know, a couple months later and I'm, you know, sitting here talking with you and all the experiences I've had, all the new business I've had, all the new clients, the new meetings, people that I've met, I'm just so grateful for it. I'm so thankful for it because I feel like I'm really where I belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing better than that of feeling like, oh, I've found my place in the world and I know who I am on a deeper level than ever. And I think that's one of the beautiful gifts of entrepreneurship in addition to being able to like write your own rules and expand your opportunities and be, you know, able to have the sense of autonomy to create whatever it is you want and also contribute to like culture shifting, you know, um, is also that like, oh, you get to know yourself and grow as a human being, which is like, isn't that the whole point of life? Like, isn't that why we're here? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. Anyone knows exactly why we're here, but if I had to guess, that would be it. (laughs) To know ourselves better, to develop and grow as humans, like that, that's the whole point. And I think with entrepreneurship, you get like a fast track to that and you can't look away and you can't avoid it and you can't Mm -mm. not do it. And you can't uh, shrink yourself back into places you've outgrown. Like you said, you have to expand and evolve and continue to keep putting one foot in front of the other and figuring it out and being resourceful and solving new challenges every day and creating new solutions every day. And sometimes those are like big things. And sometimes those are little things. And, you know, the, the decision-making that we face as entrepreneurs is like every single day. And ultimately our results and our reality are shaped by decisions Mm-hmm. that we make in every single moment. Like, should I go left or right? Should I do this or that? Should I post this or that? Or should I, mm-hmm. you know, should I say yes or no? And all of the things, should I invest in this or not? Like 
there are so many decisions that shape where we are. And I think sometimes I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. It's like, if we delay making the investment or getting in the room or doing the thing that we know we need to do, what we're really doing is just delaying the results Mm -hmm. that are created through that experience, right? Whether it's like, I'm going to hire somebody to help me with this, or I'm going to, you know, join a mastermind, or I'm going to go on this retreat for my business, or I'm going to learn how to do this thing, or I'm going to invest in therapy or coaching or whatever to learn how to have better relational tools Mm -hmm. and know myself better so that I can have the relationship with my future partner, spouse, whatever that I want. All of those things by delaying and, you know, as we do kind of like tying this back, like if we're putting everyone else before ourselves and everything else before ourselves, what we're really sacrificing is like our life being what we want it to be, (laughs) you know, and, and that can take so many different shapes and forms, but it's interesting because as soon as you make that decision, as soon as you have that woman up moment and you say yes to yourself or your business or both, you know, you activate all of this other stuff in the process of like personal growth, um, initiations left and right, like your relationships expanding, like everything expands or Mm -hmm. contracts in relationship in, in direct proportion to your decisions. Yes. And that's a lot. It's a lot to, to consider how much personal responsibility we actually have over absolutely everything in our lives. <laughs> it is. And it's crazy because like, I know I've been down here five years and I haven't been, I haven't made as many friends in those five years that I have in like the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was working my nine to five and I was exhausted. So I didn't go out. I would come home from work and go and, you know, make dinner, do laundry and go to bed. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out. I didn't go to networking events. I didn't meet other people that had the same kind of, you know, mental, um, like the same kind of, on the same wavelength as me. I kind of, yes, I had friends. I had people that I worked with. I had people, you know, that I would consider my friends, but I didn't have that, that same kind of intellectual stimulation from those people that I do now mm-hmm. and it's just different I don't know how else to explain it and to be able to experience that and go out it's been changing both my social life both my professional life all those things changed when I decided to do this mm-hmm. and I remember you know thinking about it and people saying to me oh well you know you have to kind of envision the life that you want but I used to say yeah okay sure um, like, I, want, mm-hmm. I want you know I, but it really does work all of that you know manifesting and and trying to you know be positive and give what you receive and and kind of having that balance in your life does open so many doors and it and f- coming into who you are and to what you're passionate about and encouraging other people to be the same way and to kind of foster that that same um situation among other women that I've come across and other you know entrepreneurs I it's brought me joy and it's brought 
you know, so many wonderful things into my life and I can't even imagine what the next year is going to hold because in just, you know, a couple months, it's been crazy that the, the results of all of this have just been so crazy. It's just the one change of changing to focus on myself and focus on my business that has, you know, produced so much growth. Yeah. Yeah. As it does. And like, it gets to be fun like that. Like mm-hmm. it gets, you get to have a full life, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And I think that's maybe a misconception. I think a lot of people are afraid to jump into entrepreneurship because they think in some way it must be like you, you must have to work so much harder that you don't have the balance or you don't have the fulfillment that you would with just like a job where you go and you show up and you collect a paycheck and you go home. I think it's actually the opposite, right? Like you actually get to expand your opportunities, expand the possibilities, expand all the things that matter to you. And you get to figure out how you want to balance everything and like what the proportions are that make the most sense for you that ultimately, you know, create the life that you want. And I think we, we forget that like our business can be life first and Mm -hmm. like it can all, even if it's, even if you're technically working like those networking events and things, right? Like that's technically work, but like you are like, I know for me, I'm like, oh my God, I get to go like, this is my work. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm like, how lucky yeah. for me that this is my work, that I get to do this. And this counts as me working, like yeah. leading retreats, doing, I mean, hosting meetups, like all of that stuff. I love yeah. everything that I get to do. And it's so cool to be able to say that from like a really genuine place of like, I truly mm-hmm. deeply am filled up by the work that I get to do and the the path that I've carved out. And I think we all deserve that. <laughs> yeah. And getting to kind of feel that, that like gratification of the fact that when you walk away from something like that, you walked mm-hmm. away with something, whether mm-hmm. it was a new friend or a new client or um, a connection or something that you, you know, just a good conversation. Yeah. It's a new idea, so, maybe a new idea, any of that, like, I just think that those, that that kind of opened me up so much. I mean, before I really had to start doing networking events for my business, I didn't even really know about them. I was like, oh, I can go out and like promote myself and also, you know, meet other people that are like me and that are doing the same thing. And, you know, maybe we can collaborate or maybe we can just bounce ideas off of each other or, you know, just kind of be friends. I made one of my best friends from a networking event. I met her and I, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know you existed. And now I'm so happy that I do because, you know, now we go to different networking events together and we are able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other and kind of work together you know when we want to if we want to you know do a uh, a meetup day where we're both working we might not even talk to each other the whole day we might just sit next to each other and work you know silently on our own things but at least it's somebody else that I know okay she's in the same space as me she understands and that is so you know cool it's just so cool to me to, Mm -hmm. to be experiencing this new reality of entrepreneurship and all the different opportunities that come along with it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Oh, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> if fun. anyone is interested in um, checking you out, following along, connecting, reaching out to you about digital marketing, social media management, branding, where is the best place for them to do that? Where should they come find you? They can find me either on um, Instagram at the digital touch CHS, or um, you could find me on my website, the digital touch CHS.com. Um, I also offer a free discovery call. So if you have no idea where to start and you're completely, <laughs> you know, like clueless of, well, I don't know what digital marketing is. I don't know what that means or anything social media um, related. You can sign up for a dig free digital uh call with me, a uh, discovery call on my website, and we can talk about all the things and everything that you might want to um, sign up for or all, any questions that you might have. Beautiful. Okay. Go, go reach out to Alyssa. <laughs> also, if you need any um, holiday cookies, feel oh, yes. free. You can message me on the digital touch, um, send me a DM on there too, or you can follow, uh, it's under little Italia's. Um, and that's also on Instagram, but feel free to reach out. We're doing Christmas orders until December 19th. Okay, great. I need to get mine in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope this Thank episode you. was really valuable for you if you're listening and maybe sparked some intriguing new thoughts, ideas, something. <laughs> insights um and i will talk to you all next week bye bye keep your mind wide open keep your soul Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Like Nobody's Business. So, what did you think? I hope you found this episode absolutely enlivening. If you loved it, I'd be so, so grateful if you'd help me spread the word by sharing this episode with a friend or a loved one you know would feel supported and encouraged by this too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you won't miss an episode. It's also infinitely helpful to me and to my team if you take a moment to rate and review the podcast so that other trailblazers like you can find this resource, know it exists, and step out of struggle and into more ease. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today and for taking this space to receive nourishment for your greatest vision. And in case no one told you this today, you are wildly brilliant beautifully wise and radically trustworthy. Keep shining your light so that all of those who need what you're here to share with our world can see, feel, and experience your unique medicine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Like nobody's business, like nobody's business.